0: Welcome to Awaken to Your Magic, a podcast rooted in spirituality and creativity. I'm your host, Sarah Moon, an embodiment coach and designer, and I'm on a mission to help you unlock your own magic. I believe that there is remarkable medicine when we share our stories and experiences that helps us remember and activate our true power. When you consciously access your magic, you can create anything you want. After all, rules are only for the dead asleep. Welcome to a world of less perfection and more expression. Let's dive in. I've been living my life with this concept over the last couple of years, and the concept is, in the unbecoming, you become. And if you take a moment and really feel into that, feel it with your body, not your mind, but your body, feeling the unbecoming, the unraveling, the destroying, the... Changing, the releasing of all of the things that you are not in order to become everything that you are. This thought of you've lived this life where you have tacked on things and picked up things and become things that are not your original divine truth And what are maybe some ways that you can start doing that? What are ways that you can really tune into how to unbecome? So on today's podcast, that's what I want to talk about. Just some of the steps, some of the things that I've stepped into and embodied and tried to unbecome to be more me. So the very first thing... I started tuning into was, what am I attached to? What am I habitually doing? Whose expectations of me am I living into? And why am I so tired? So tuning into these things that I was attached to, where I was very attached to the expectations that I felt like my family and friends and people I worked with had on me. And then how was I living into that? How was I people pleasing? How was I trying to control the optics? How was I wasting so much of my energy on things that I wasn't really attached to that weren't mine? So starting to really think about You know, what do I need to start releasing? What do I need to start shifting? What do I need to be more energetic, more fulfilled, more in tune with myself, with my intuition, with my own needs and my own desires? And I started really thinking about certain people that were in my life and really trying to, you know, create these boundaries and create these um, limits around where I would put my energy how much of my energy I would put into and what I expected back from the relationship and one of the things that I really started to tune into is sometimes people are in your life for a season and sometimes they don't stick with you and that's okay Because sometimes people can't be happy for you or they don't want to change with you or they can't connect with you because the moment that you start to shift, the moment that you start to choose something different, the moment that you decide that you are no longer going to show up the same way that you have, that you are not going to play the part that you have, sometimes you realize that the connection or the commonality that you had was because of the suffering that you shared. And when you're trying to step into your magic and you're trying to call back your power, there isn't a lot of space for suffering. There isn't a lot of space to be a victim. There isn't a lot of space to continue to play the parts that no longer serve you. So releasing the attachments that I had to people, that I had to the expectations that I had of people or the perceived expectations that I thought that they had of me and really allowing myself grace and space and time to really grieve. It's something I don't feel like we talk about enough is that when we start to make these shifts and when these changes start to happen, there's so much grief that we have to really honor in order to fully release and embody what we're choosing because if we don't grieve then we are consciously if not subconsciously holding on to the past and if there's anything that's being held in the past it's holding you back from being able to really explore and create something new in your present moment and in the future so tuning into what do I need to release? How do I release to make space for something new? How do I release to make space for me? What are the things, the people, the places, the expectations, the patterns that you live into that are holding you back from being able to really fully live the life that you want? You take a moment really fill into that maybe something will come very quickly and maybe it'll be a few days and something will happen you'll have an experience you'll have a thought you'll have something that comes to you and you'll remember this moment and you'll be able to say I don't want that I need to release that I need to make space for something new and after you start releasing attachment, you open yourself up to the unexpected. And in the unexpected, there's so much room for possibility. There's so much room for things to go your way, for things to shift and change and bend and blend and create something that you cannot even imagine in this moment, but something that is so possible and perfect for you because you've surrendered to allowing the possibility, you've surrendered to the space, you've allowed yourself the capacity to hold something new and hold something more. And in these moments of space, you can ask yourself, I wonder what would be possible if, or if this happened, what would that mean? Something I've been practicing a lot is, if I really got what I wanted, am I ready to hold it? If I really received what I'm asking for, do I have enough space? Do I have enough patience? Do I have enough groundedness? Things to ask yourself. Am I asking for something that I'm not prepared for? Because I'm still attached to predictability. I'm still attached to people's expectations of me that don't allow me to unplug and put all of my energy towards this possibility of creating this life that I want, that I desire. And opening yourself up to this possibility can really be scary because as soon as you step out of predictability, you are in this place of all of these things that can start coming up from childhood. So you can start being triggered by, oh, am I being too loud? Am I using too much energy on this? What if this doesn't work? Am I safe? There's so many things that can come up. But the thing to remember is that you are divinely set apart for the life that you want to live. And anything that you want is possible. So I had this experience when I was in meditation. And I was really trying to tune into like... What needs to change? How do I love myself more? How can I be more available for me? And one of the things that I experienced in this meditation was I saw myself with all of these books and all of these trays and all of these things that I was carrying. I had them on my back and in my arms and on my head and all of this stuff that I felt as I was looking at myself, I was like, wow, she looks so weighed down and so shaky. Like she could fall over at any moment. And in that moment of witnessing myself in this meditation, it pulled back and I saw that I was on a hamster wheel and that I had been doing this for so long, this back breaking, holding all of these things that were not mine, holding all of these expectations, all of these needs from everybody that I was literally falling apart running on this hamster wheel. And in that moment, I just was like, oh, I'm carrying so much stuff that's not even mine. What if I just got off? And it was such an interesting concept because I had never seen it that way. And there's something so magical for me when I see something visual or when I get some kind of download of a concept that I'm able to tune into it so much more And I remember thinking, okay, well, what do I, if I put everything down and I get off the hamster wheel, what are the things that I would pick back up? What are the things I would never pick back up? What are the things that, you know, are okay for me to carry day to day? But also knowing that I didn't want to get on a hamster wheel, that I didn't want to go in circles anymore, that I definitely wanted to chart my new course. So, I spent some time really tuning into that where I was like, okay, well, what are the things that I absolutely will not pick up anymore? And a lot of that was this almost perpetual need to be plugged in to certain people, this need to you know, um, be the person who gives 95% and receives five, I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. So I started creating these boundaries. And I started saying, these are my expectations. These are the things that I need from the relationship. And if those things aren't met, then I will no longer be doing this. This is not healthy for me. This is not what I want. And I wasn't really received in a way that I was hoping for. But Because I had put myself first and decided that I was going to start stepping more into me and allowing things into my life that made me happier and I didn't feel this need to put others before me, it was a step into allowing me to be able to start living more on purpose. The most important thing that I started doing for myself was expecting the best to happen. I started changing my story from waiting for something to happen or hoping that someone would be different or giving something more energy, hoping to receive that back, and I started being my own liberator. I started stepping more into my power, and I started really wanting to receive the magical life that I had been saying that I wanted, but had a bunch of other stories of why it couldn't happen. And sometimes when you think about a magical life, the simplicity of the magic is deciding what you want, making space for it, and allowing yourself to receive it. Even if you start receiving things in pieces and you don't receive the whole, your body and your nervous system and your brain in all actuality, is tasting the things that you want. It's allowing yourself to build. Sometimes when we say we want something, we don't have the capacity to hold it. So allowing yourself to start living from a different story where you are the main character and you are allowing yourself to receive the little tastes of the big picture of the thing that you want. One of the things that I struggled with for a while was being in this energetic split. I would say I wanted something, and then I would have an immediate story that followed on why I couldn't have it. Sometimes it would be, I really want to be more loud. I want to be more seen. But if I am that, someone else might feel sad. Someone else might feel bad. And really tuning into all of these things that I wanted that had a counter argument. And I said, why do I have these? Why do I feel this way? And honestly, for me, a lot of the things were because in childhood, someone said something to me. Someone did something. Something happened. And because I was so empathetic, I decided that I would make myself smaller, that I would be more digestible, that I would be less loud, that I would be less beautiful, that I would be less wild. I would have, you know, the capacity to just be a good girl. I would not want to hurt anybody. I would just completely neuter myself because it felt safer than being something or having something or stepping into something that I really wanted because it didn't feel safe. But realizing that I'm an adult now and I can have everything I want. And if I don't have what I want, it's because I'm not allowing myself to have it. That's where the shift started to happen for me. And I remember scrolling Instagram a while ago and there was this quote that came up and it said, stop shrinking in order to be digestible, let them choke respectfully. (laughs) And like, that is a really um, strong message It's also something that felt very visceral to me where if I've made myself so small in order to be digestible, like if you think about food that's just digestible, that's just nutritious, like is there any like magic or happiness that really comes from that? Like the stuff that's like less digestible for our systems that's full of sugar and full of stuff sometimes can be the most magical moment when we're eating it. So I've decided that I am chocolate cake loaded with sprinkles and a glass of champagne. And I know that I won't be digestible to everybody. And my recovering people pleaser in me says, be less of that. Be be safer. What are you doing? People need to like you. If they don't like you, you'll die. And my adult self says, but I'm chocolate cake with sprinkles and champagne. And I'm a recovering people pleaser, but the most important person that I wasn't pleasing, that I forgot to please, was myself. So I can still be a people pleaser as long as I am my number one people. (laughs) Just something to think about it. If you're not really willing to give up the term people pleaser, just put yourself in there as position one. So to follow up with expecting the best, the most fun thing that you can do is start playing play in the energy play play the part of being too loud of having you know too too much wildness and too much beauty maybe maybe fill into more of your your femininity your sensuality maybe ask too many questions because what if your too muchness that thing that people told you that you needed to change that part of you that is full of external and internal judgment is actually the access point to your magic. What if that part of you that was so infuriating to your mother is the part of you that allows you to be liberated from her? What if the part of you that you've been judging for so long actually is your greatest superpower? When you start to tune into, okay, well, when I was a child and I used to play and people told me to stop doing that, what was the thing that I was doing? And for me, it was being really full of energy, being really wild, being really loud, being really just in my body. And playing for me has not been something that's felt very natural because I hid it away so early on because I felt like I had to grow up really fast I felt like in order to be a good girl I had to be very quiet and I had to be very still and I had to be very you know stoic in a way and I'm just not like that and when I choose to be in that energy to please the people who expected that of me I put myself in a cage I can't breathe in it I'm unhappy in it there's no magic or lightness in it And as I've been unbecoming those things and becoming more of me, I realize how much play feels so good. So maybe you're thinking, but Sarah, I don't know what play is. How does one play? And for me, play is something that is self-directed. It's something that is imaginative or intrinsically motivated. There's no rules There's lots of room for creativity, there's lots of room for expression. And I mean, one of the ways that you could think about play is that it's something that you do that brings you a lot of joy and happiness that doesn't have a specific result in mind because it allows you to play in the possibility. And sometimes people think play feels really silly and unproductive and I felt like that for a really long time too, but sometimes that's exactly why we need to do something because being unproductive sometimes can give us more joy and more space and just more energy towards doing something that is productive. It gets us out of this perpetual exhaustedness that a lot of us are living in. And so something that you can do if you're thinking, well, I don't know what to, how to play, I don't know what that is, um. what are the things that you used to do as a kid that you would like to do now what are things that you used to seek out that maybe gave you moments of escape or gave you moments of joy or made you feel like you were flying so for me those things were coloring the dance anything that I was like really moving in my body so like I remember I used to like dress up as Um, characters I would dress up as Mary Poppins or as a cat or as something and I would try to really feel into the expression of what it was that I was trying to elicit by dressing up and I carry that now into my adult life where I love to play dress up and if we're talking about main character energy if you are the main character of your life how do they dress What does their hair look like? What shoes do they wear? Are there any colors that they are totally repulsed by that you will never see them in? What are the things that kind of stand out to you that you would wanna put into your wardrobe? So for me, play really comes to what character do I wanna play? If I dress a certain way, how does that make me feel? If I move my body in a certain way, how does that make me feel? I mean, people talk all the time about dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. And there is so much magic in that. There's so much truth in that because when you are embodying the person that you want to be, there's no other option but for you to shift into that person. So what are the things that bring you joy, that bring you Just moments of lightness or connection or just fun in general that you can start bringing back into your life. What are the ways that you can invite play? Because as you are in this beautiful creative energy of play, you'll start to expand more into your magic. And that's what we're all here to do. We are here to live up to our purpose. And I don't mean purpose by the thing that you do. I mean the purpose in the person that you are. Remember, in the unbecoming, you become. And when you become who you are, that is your purpose. So this episode was mostly just supposed to be kind of fun. But as you start to tune into who you really are and what you need to undo and unbecome, Hold yourself with curiosity and gentleness, because we've all been on this path for a long time, as long as we've been alive, and it does take some conscious patience and the desire to have something different. So as you go through the next couple days, weeks, maybe towards the end of the year, Start tuning into what do you really desire? What do you really want to be different in your life? How can you start to show up in that energy now? Is it something that you can physically do? Like, is it something you can wear or something you can eat or a way of being? Maybe you just need to rotate your furniture in your house or go vacuum your car, (laughs) But what are the things that you can start doing to gently loosen those ties to the expectations and to the attachments of the things that aren't really you? Freeing up space to step into 2022 as the main character of your life, as the person who has complete creative control and really just welcome your life and your magic with open arms. This is, of course, a process, probably more lifelong than anything, but it's so worth it. And I'm here if you have questions or you want help. I am really excited that you've listened and I hope you have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode inspired you and helped you to unlock your magic. Please consider subscribing or leaving a review. Until next time.